soaring bell towers and thick fortress-like walls. The Spanish churches dominated the villages and towns of Mexico. They were symbols of the power and wealth of Spanish rule and the church that supported it. Spain brings the Catholic Church, and so um, forever Spain and the Catholic Church, that is the, the conqueror uh, and the Catholic Church, will be linked because they came together. And, uh, and it was this process of part of the conquest was a conquest of souls. The Church and Spanish Crown formed a powerful alliance in colonial Mexico. The leaders of New Spain used the dreaded Spanish Inquisition as an intimidating police arm to hold unruly subjects in check. By bringing anyone to trial who committed heresy against the church or state, Catholic authorities did their best to stamp out all opposition to the traditional power structure. The Spanish Inquisition in the New World was designed really solely to keep the elites in power. Um, the, the great fear um, coming out of Madrid was that somehow here in the New World you were going to have people's movements, uh, peasants taking over control, or rural parish priests kind of exerting power, not listening to um, to either Rome or, or Madrid. And so you, um, hence in the Spanish Inquisition in the New World, you had a, a really an iron fist trying to keep the people down and protect the elites. Unlike the 13 English colonies, where we had separation of church and state, uh, New Spain, or colonial Mexico, had a unity of church and state. And Mexicans were engaged in disputing with one another concerning the role that the church was to play in the new Mexican society. Divisions in New Spain didn't end with the church. Nearly three centuries of Spanish rule had done little to change Mexico's rigid social system, ruled by a few wealthy landowners in lavish haciendas. The harsh lot of the peasant, both Indian and mestizo, was not improving in spite of a dramatic increase in the wealth of Mexico's ruling class. Many peasants lived in small, isolated settlements where they eked out a meager existence tending the fields. Despite the poverty, these were the lucky ones when compared to the thousands of Indians who labored deep underground in the silver mines. Indians who rebel against the authority of the crown, Indians who commit uh, warfare or atrocities against the crown, then just war can be prosecuted against them. And when captured, then they can be put to work. They were exploited, particularly after the discovery of silver. Those who owned and ran the mines cared little for the impoverished Indians who worked all day waist-deep in water, breathing the dank, foul air of the torch-lit tunnels. Many were little more than beasts of burden, straining under heavily laden baskets of silver ore as they climbed rung after rung the mine's endless ladders. Though the church had conspired to create the system that allowed for such oppression, it would also inspire those who would ultimately lead the Mexican people to freedom. As fate would have it, it was a Catholic priest who would raise the banner of a peasant revolution and lead a barefoot army against the Spanish king. 
September 10th, 1810, an unknown parish priest living in an isolated village launched a 10-year struggle that would transform Mexico. My children, will you be free? Will you make the effort to recover the lands stolen from our forefathers? Today we must act. Long live Our Lady of Guadalupe. Death to bad government. Death to the Spaniards. Miguel Hidalgo. As church bells celebrated the call to arms, a handful of rebels marched out along the dusty roads. They became a hundred, then a thousand, and ten thousand. As peasants came, barefoot and poor, out of the hills and deserts, down from the mines and mountains, to follow Father Hidalgo's Grito de Dolores, the cry of Dolores. Miguel Hidalgo was an unlikely candidate to lead a revolution, much less become the father of Mexican independence. Fifty-three years old, when he preached the Grito, Hidalgo was a Creole, a Mexican-born Spaniard, a university-educated son of well-off parents, typical of many Catholic priests in Mexico. Hidalgo was the least likely rebel in the New World, because... Uh, while he was not born uh, to a family that owned an hacienda, his father was the overseer. And consequently, he had the means to send his two sons um, to the university. They went to Mexico City, to the Royal and Pontifical University of Mexico. Hidalgo is a very intelligent individual, and the students referred to him as the Zorro Gris, uh, the Silver Fox. Hidalgo, though, had been a rebel from the start. Fresh out of the seminary, he had indulged in dancing and gambling. He kept a mistress and openly questioned such long-held Catholic dogma as priestly celibacy, the infallibility of the Pope, and even the virgin birth. Father Hidalgo's beliefs quickly brought him before an inquisition facing charges of heresy. He was uh, called in by the Inquisition and severely reprimanded. Now, he was lucky. He didn't get himself thrown in jail. But they stripped him of his title of the rector of, of San Nicolás, and he was then banished to the Lourdes. I must say that in, in his own country, in Mexico, uh, this uh, is, well, he is, he is the king of the country down there. Uh, Wednesday, May 1st. It's the 1st of May. Cinco de Mayo is almost here. Uh, Battle of the Puebla. So, uh, you, guys, you guys may know. Uh, so today, I'm actually going to work. I know I called out the last couple days. Um, and to be honest, I wanted to call out today too. And uh, I've kind of been debating here the last uh, hour the last hour here before like just while I was getting ready for work that's just basically what's been on my mind whether I should just straight up quit you know a good job um, 
that I might be taking for granted or if I should just uh, go with it and just uh, uh, go to a workplace every day and, and serve no purpose and, and just uh, waste my time and, and just uh, deal with something I, I, I'm not happy and I could truly admit that uh, isn't doesn't seem like uh, I, I can admit that it's I don't see any any foreseeable uh, changes uh, happening w- with the, with that career and job. Um, nothing but false hopes and, and promises uh, by my overseers, and uh, not a lot of uh, actual action being taken. Um, so they've kind of lost my 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 trust at that point, and uh, actually I think I have a uh, meeting. Well, tomorrow I'm, I have my fingerprint scan for the uh, for my DACA application. Um, but uh, tom- uh, today, tomorrow I also have a meeting with him, a one-on-one with my manager. So I'm sure it's going to be a a fun conversation and at this point I stopped caring you know like like uh, going into this meeting you know I would probably want to have a list of complaints a list of um, pretty much data and uh, in- information that will back up my claims whether than just showing up but you know I barely have time to even catch up on my work while I'm there because uh, it's such a stressful and uh, uh, high maintenance job, so I you know, I don't have time to fucking work out a fucking uh, basically do my manager's job because this is what he should be doing, and uh, going out and, and seeing you know what and giving him the date basically giving him solutions to the issues that I'm having you know. It's not easy, you know, I, I know it's not easy, obviously, you know, but um, you can't, as a manager, you can't expect your employees to come up with that shit, and this is something I've, you know, um, complained about several times since I started, you know, even before I had any issues with the company, I, I raised those issues, and uh, they were never addressed. Uh, it, it really makes me question the uh, higher hierarchical system here in uh, in America where there's a bunch of, you know, middle class people um, who don't necessarily in middle management positions who don't necessarily have the skills uh, to be in those positions but are in those positions because of the uh, the title the prestige, you know, the uh, um, their, the mystique behind their uh well, not the mystique. I guess the tribal mentality. You know, the uh, the whole. I don't know how to explain it, but that whole idea of the uh, uh, of going to a fucking school that uh, other people, alumni, the same. You know, you have that common origin with other alumni of that school. You have that common. You know, there's all these like uh, fraternal or- orders, like School and Bones, and. Um, I don't know any other ones, honestly, but, uh, um, I mean, oh man, I'm starting to get nauseous again, I, I really don't feel good, like, um, I, I know I, uh, com- 
I know that my my biggest complaint is because I don't want to go to work because of the environment that I'm in. Uh, but uh, in reality, it's that, and I'm dealing with all these other issues like uh, uh, my wrists fucking hurt, like uh, my ankles, like the not my ankles in particular, just the ligaments. Like if I uh, like if I move my uh, foot up and down. That, that hurts on, like, my Achilles. Um, my shoulders still hurt. I haven't heard back from my lawyer. It's been two weeks. By his assistant, sorry. You know, I, I forgot that lawyers are so busy and, and important that it's hard for them to personally communicate to all their customers. Um, so I've, I've been working with his uh, paralegal, uh, but I haven't heard back from her. Basically, the last time I heard from her, she was requesting documents that I've already sent her in the past and I basically just told her I wanted to close it out and just get it over with and, and meet up with them so uh, I can basically get paid the rest of it out and and go from there but I haven't heard from her yet uh, maybe I should send an email when I get to work but you know I think I'm probably gonna get to work at the same fucking time uh, that I would have if I just would have like chilled at home played some video games, maybe ate some breakfast, uh, because this fucking traffic is ridiculous, just getting out of this, this fucking, um, hot zone of a, of, of a, of a city, um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm on my way, I, uh, man, I don't know. I don't know what's in store for me today. I don't really... I, I didn't really have a good morning. I didn't have a good couple last days. Uh, e- even with the days missing, I, I, I don't feel any better today. I, I feel slightly better, but not... Um, I don't feel like I just had a four-day weekend. Like, I feel like this is a Monday a super Monday going, like, even, even worse, I have seven fucking emails I have to go through this morning, you know, and and these are things that these people don't, like, take into account, like, it's so easy for them to keep handing me responsibilities, and I'm speaking, uh, forth mostly about my manager, you know, just because someone's good, you know, doesn't mean that they want to necessarily do a job or, or take on more responsibilities than, than they really have to, and, I don't know why a lot of stuff is just, like, handed down to me, you know, and uh, it just makes for, like, I'm basically working two jobs at the same time, but even when I'm not working, and and it's mostly just job A that I'm doing, but I'd never know when I'm going to be thrown at job B, so I always have to keep up with all the processes of job B while maintaining the high uh, maintenance uh, requirements of job A. Uh, so it's so, I don't know, it's so fucking frustrating. I, 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 and I don't know what the solution is, you know. I, I'm pretty sure we're going to have a nice a nice little discussion either today or tomorrow. And, and I'm going to be the sole, um, basically... I don't know, the, the villain of the story, you know, I'm the bad guy, I'm the guy, I'm the fucking lowly Mexican uh, peasant worker who doesn't want to conform to the fucking high art, the, the fucking little order they have established at my job, and I had this shower thought today as well, fucking, the people I work with, 
the thing one and thing two, those fuck those fuckers are basically Walmart greeters. Like they're no better than fucking Walmart greeters. They would make great fucking Walmart greeters, but they're not a fucking team player. They're not like you know they they shouldn't be working in an office environment. Uh, for uh, for an important you know for uh, um, for a company who values um, certain traits to, so they can better serve the community which is um, a marginalized portion of uh, society you know my company is in a position to help out uh, that certain uh, percentage of the population and uh but that's our, my company's only as good as uh, our weakest links. And, you know, there's a lot of weak links in, all over the company. Uh, but it, in particular on my team, you know, I, I've seen this since the very beginning. This is two years and nothing has changed. And I don't think it will change. And I think at this time, you know how they say um, you got to you gotta know when to hold them and know when to fold them. I think I'm going to have to fold them here. And uh, I don't know, you know, I, I, uh, I, I, I don't think I need to play my cards, you know, I think uh, I need to look for a different situation. And uh, even though it's the worst fucking timing, you know, like, I just, uh, I just can't, like, stand being in such a fucking vice hold, a choke hold, and, uh, and the fakeness that... Um, I really think my my uh, boss doesn't want to portray, but it, it's very fake. Like uh, uh, like he he's uh, you know I've seen him like the way he acts around the rest of the team and the way he, he acts in person. He's a lot more uh, serious behind closed doors, and he's a lot less. Um, I don't know what the the word would be, but uh, he's less. Uh, he's he's uh, he tries to be empathetic, but it's not really empathy. It's like more like sympathy. He tries to sympathize, but at the same time, it's like uh, tough love, you know. But not really tough love. It's like saying like I I, I know everything is bullshit, but uh, you just got to deal with it. Like, uh, and, uh, if you don't, you're gonna get, uh, reprimanded, you know, you're gonna get, uh, uh, scorned, you know, you're gonna get disrespected, but, you know, whatever, I guess it is what it is, I'm not looking forward to today at all, like I said, and I guess the point I was getting at, you know, it's very easy for you guys to throw me on all these different distros, and, uh, have me keep watch over all these emails and whatnot. It's just, it's just overwhelming at this point. I, uh, I don't think it was worth. Looking back in hindsight, it wasn't worth the pay increase to come to this job because I lost a lot of friends. I lost a lot of. Um, uh, I, I might have been making the same amount of money from the side ventures that my last job would give me uh, so much liberty, so much. Uh, um, control of my uh, work-life balance that I was able to make maintain a pretty decent uh, side income um, 
through the network I've built around my my job, the people I've met, and uh, through um, just being able to like sell stuff online and uh, just having that extra leisure time that um, my old job afforded me when I was able to fucking do my job and and basically be at a zero ticket count and not have to do anything at all. Like, I would come in, and the only issues I would have to deal with is anything that would break throughout the day. I kid you not, we had a fucking Wii, uh, Wii U. We just play Smash Bros all day. We come in, we'd clock in, we'd play Smash Bros. We'd go lunch, we'd drink beer on lunch because we could fucking. It was part of the company policy. You're allowed to drink beer, and my uh, boss frankly didn't give a shit. He knew we weren't really being compensated what we should be compensated, and uh, we he he knew we we're being doing an amazing job. There was never a time while I was when I since I took that position. When we weren't basically working as firefighters, and when I meet, what I mean by that is you're only working when duty calls. You know, a, a system breaks. Okay, we're working. Um, a printer's uh, not printing. Okay, we're working. Uh, dumb lady can't get fucking Excel working. Okay, we're working. But we're not fucking playing catch up. You know, with 150 tickets. You know, like. Uh, so he understood that, you know, he would give us that leisure, that extra, uh, you know, basically uh, privilege. You know, he, he'd buy us drinks on lunch. You know, we did, we'd have a paid lunch every single day, you know, and that fucking bothers me here. I'd, I'd like to get away from the office, but it pains me to be fucking having to allocate 30 additional my required hours every week. You know, I... I, I'd rather, even if I'm at lunch, I'm still in that work mindset, and I'd rather be, you know, do eight hours, not take a lunch, and go fucking home, than work eight and a half hours, be in that mi- work mindset for a hundred, uh, thirty more minutes, and you know, and then go home. Like, I, I just got into the point where I hate being around this place so much. Like everything about it, I, I feel so, um, I don't know. Like, uh, like, as I'm going in right now, I'm, I'm pulling into the, the parking lot, the white privileged parking lot, right? And uh, the only, probably one of ten Mexicans in the entire company. And, you know, I walk in, I, I stick out like a sore thumb. Um, everyone expects way too much from me. Um... And I really don't see any form of retort, you know, if I put in my two weeks, really, uh, I'm giving them the upper hand. I feel like the only way for me to get the upper hand is just to go batshit crazy, get get what I can from the company, and uh, uh, just, like, keep doing what I'm doing, you know, uh, taking it easy, take, not really taking it serious, and... Um, just doing the bare minimum, just doing my centers, my job, and, and uh, try, try go out of my way to try to avoid helping other people out and help, helping other people do their jobs. Um, I think that I think the only that's the only way for me to be uh, happy with this position.
uh, for the time being and not get fucked over is just, uh, you know, keep to myself, do my thing. I try to focus on maybe uh, building my brand while I'm at work, even though there's no time to do that. Um, you know, I, I just got to be less empathetic, sympathetic to uh, some people on my team and, and make them do their own job and try to, you know, uh, stop uh, stop putting myself out there to try to help people when, when, uh, uh, when requested to. Uh, you know, there's been a lot of times, for example, when uh, there's been a, several times when a center that was previously my center um, got switched over to what, like thing one, for example, thing two, one of them, like they, they got that center, but then I still have to deal with those issues. I still have to work with them. Uh, I still have to uh, do all this shit simply because they like working with me better and they and got the guy who took over for me uh isn't really meeting up to their standards and you know my boss knows this you know uh, it's it's obvious you know but um i guess he likes the reliability and uh um you know we can find some reliable people we don't have to have walmart greeters working with us fucking walmart greeters are you fucking kidding me like these guys would make amazing fucking walmart greeters you put one at one end you put the other one on the other end they fucking would talk for days we'll talk to fucking people uh they'll catch conversation they'll take their time they'll tell they'll take their t you know you want a walmart reader they'll take his time they'll take his sweet time you don't want a fucking computer tech that's running a multi-million dollar company you know uh, that's helping run a multi-million dollar company. Uh, you, don't, you don't want them to fucking be taking their time on doing shit. Uh, it's not productive. You know, we, we lose so much money. And it fucking, uh, you know, if I could, I, I would probably uh, document a lot of the things that, you know, uh, is going bad in this company. But I don't want to burn bridges, you know. And, and uh, I don't want to call anyone out. But, you know, just keep that in mind. There's millions of these or hundreds of these companies across the U.S. that are taking advantage of uh, taxpayer money to run their businesses. And then they're not really using that money appropriately. And, and uh, one example of this is uh, the um, uh, police stations um, or like water management places, places, you know, that manage... Uh, the water for uh, like Flint, Michigan, you know, Magna, Utah, these little fucking uh, businesses that get money from the government grants to run, you know, the city's water, for example, or, uh, you know, a fucking city's fucking prison. Uh, they get a lot of money, you know, but it's not really allocated appropriately. And that's all coming from our pockets. And, and this is uh, something that a lot of people don't realize. Um, and that's what built the that's what builds the American the the middle class, and that's why it's been uh, going down, you know, because there's been uh, several issues that I haven't really pinpointed. I, I'm sure there people have done that research already, uh, but I haven't really pinpointed it yet. And um, you know, but that's basically what builds the middle class. There's all these bureaucrats, middle class, uh, middle management uh, people. You know who are working at all these different companies across the U.S. Uh, who are getting paid ridiculous amount of money, but aren't really providing, 
you know, that value, you know, like, uh, I, look, for example, well, I don't want to get into it, you know, I really have to take a piss at this point, I've been sitting here for a couple minutes, I want to get out of this fucking place as soon as possible, so I'm going to go inside, I hope you guys have a wonderful day, and, uh, if you like what, uh, if, if you'd like to support the podcast, please subscribe, share, and, uh, continue to, uh, listen in, and, uh, I appreciate it. You guys have a wonderful day.